Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz. Racing's biggest fan. <laughs> And 22 minutes away from 11 o'clock, the Grand Tour of Racing is back. So get your mates and get on course. And that includes Hastings tomorrow for oh, the first group one of the season. It is so good to be at this time of year. And it is, of course, the Westbury Stud Tarzino Trophy over the 1,400 at weight for age conditions. Butch Castle's four four hundred thousand dollars. Isn't that a reputable amount of stakes money for these Group One superstars? Yeah, it sure is. Morning to you. Stepping into the chair here in Havelock North for Ian. So uh, down for uh, a luncheon today and then uh, races tomorrow and Warriors tomorrow night. It's a great weekend, isn't it? The All Blacks thrown in there as well. But yes, 400000 Look, uh, it's the start of, as you say, the Grand Tour, but also the first of these days as Premier Days with increased stakes in $400,000. This race would have been three hundred last year. So a significant difference and probably, in my opinion, the reason why one or two of these uh, super Superstar New Zealand horses have maybe decided to uh, find out where they're at at home rather than go straight to Australia. It has to it has to account for something, doesn't it? Absolutely, totally agree. And I think uh, on balance, it's as strong as a, a Group One to kick off. Actually, I ask you, you, you'll go back way further than I will, uh, Butch. Is it is when was the last time we had a Group, the first Group One of the season with this much depth in it? Group One talent. Yeah, look, interesting. I, I saw during the week uh, replays of various, uh, as they were, mudgeways then, and we saw the one with Sunline when she took forever to wear down tit for tat. I remember Michael Walker travelled to and from the races with us uh, that day, and we got in the car at Hastings to head back to the Kapiti Coast, and he said something along the lines of, gee, I thought everyone was going to hate me today, because uh, for a moment there in the straight, it looked like tit for tat was going to fight off the great mare. She, yeah, in Tony's call, was quite extraordinary how she called on all her champion qualities and managed to get past him. That that field, when you listen to the horses in that race, was full of depth and quality, but it'd be maybe, I doubt there's been one since then that's had such a, a spread of uh, Group 1 form and, and even Australian Group 1 form, like this, those three three-year-olds of last year that won Group 1s in Australia in the race, so fantastic field. It's so good. It really is. And uh, you're right, the Trackside team have done a wonderful job this week playing all of those wonderful victories from uh, the famous roll call. And there, there really are some famous and um, superstar horses that have they've gone before into this race. And using it as a springboard for spring, it's, it's very, very, very uh, exciting with the field we've got assembled. Butch, can I just ask, before we go through the field... You know this place very well, of course, in your previous job there at Hastings. Tomorrow, for the first time in a while, we're going to have a rock-solid surface. It's going to be good for It'll be perfect, I'm suspecting, because it sounds like it's a ripping day there again today, and the track team should have had no issue getting it exactly where they want it. The rail goes back to being in the true. How does it play in your experience early on the card and then by the time the Group 1 rolls around at Race 8? 
Yeah, look, it'll be up and in early. In my opinion, it uh, it tends to be. They go back into fresh ground uh, there at Hastings that they haven't raced on for uh, quite some time. So it, it, it tends to be a little bit up and in, but then I think it'll level out. And, you know, who can ever forget uh, Excellent doing what he did uh, from last on the corner. And uh, it was just phenomenal in this race when he did it. And, and a phenomenal call from A.W. Lee as well. He is a mega star. And he was that day. And uh, look, they can they can win this race from any, anywhere. Tempo is going to be a key. Uh, if they run along, then uh, that will make it easier from those that do for easier for those that do get back. Uh, but look, I, I think the track should come up absolutely perfect, as you said. Um, it's a soft five today. The day that we've got, it'll be. If it's not a, a good four tomorrow morning, it'll be all but. And by the time they race, I'm sure they'll upgrade to a good four based on the weather forecast. Yep, no, and really good point about early on the card. You definitely want to be horses, uh, looking for horses that map to be kind of turning first or maybe in the trail somewhere near the speed. And, and by the time the Tarzino rolls around, it's a fascinating race from the map perspective because we've got Callsign Mav drawn out, uh, Gospodin as well, La Creek 14. So I think on balance, she's probably going to take a schnick first um, r- race this preparation. But if there is that genuine Group 1 tempo, at least while they find their spots, and, and they'll probably take a breather as they seem to be doing in Australasia these days during the middle stages in Group 1s, but it should still be run at a time that gives those horses back behind midfield on a fair track the chance, the opportunity to swoop if they're good enough. Is that how you see it? Yeah, look, it's, if you go through the record and you talked about the honour roll in this race, it's a good horse's race, and so it should be. Um, it's uh, the opportunity for those resuming, but there's also uh, the opportunity for a horse like Dragon Leap that's rock-hard fit uh, to be to be awfully hard uh, to handle. I think barrier draws have uh, have certainly going to have uh, a uh, impact on the race, with Legato having drawn that handy. Sharp and smart, I see him posing up closer than maybe he would have if he'd uh, drawn badly, and, and look, I watched his work on Tuesday morning it was uh, right out of the top drawer uh, he's uh, a very very good racehorse oh he is and you're so right with the, that barrier too like it uh, you know resuming and not over his pet distance yet you could have seen a world and maybe he just took his time to amble into it but I, I see barrier too for Michael McNabb as a massive opportunity to if he can somehow not be stuck on the fence and then call it up. If he can get one off, I think he's going to be hard to handle as well. Butch, let's let's bounce through them and we'll try to do it in timely fashion. Um, we've still got a bit of time here, actually. So let's bounce through them and see if we can just get your top line on where your head's at just to help punters find their feet in the run before they might have a bet tomorrow morning. Coolside Mavs won the race a couple of times. I didn't love his trial recently, but he's won a group one in the spring, I think three years in a row now. So you got to respect John Barry and you got to respect the horse. Yeah, you got to respect the combination, JGG Barry and uh, JKB Riddell, the Alphabet team. Uh, they've won this race, uh, of course, uh, on occasions. And, of uh, course, cool, so I'm av- at the top of his game. He'd be competitive. Only John probably knows if he's there. Yep, fair cool. Uh, Dragon Leaf, as you said, he's rock hard fit. Uh, it's wait for age conditions. I see there's a jockey change. It's Joe Doyle. Uh, not going to be too much. Th- uh, change there really is an absolute quality rider and lovely draw for a horse that would um yeah he's, he's had been drawn car parks from time to time and he's been hindered because of it but barrier six is just perfect 
He's got to be right in the conversation. Both wins have been very good. He carried a big weight at Ruakaka and got the job done with consummate ease. Thought his win at uh, Tarapa in the Waikato Stud Foxbridge was very, very good, uh, running down skew with late. Uh, 1,400 metres, I don't see as any problem at this stage of his career. They've obviously got him uh, into uh, the right rhythm, the right uh, frame of mind, and uh, he's always been a good horse, and he's now showing it. Ugly draw for Brando, but I think he's actually quite good in the uh, Foxbridge if you go back and watch that run again. Yeah, Brando was really good in the Foxbridge. He had no luck whatsoever late. Uh, Jonathan Parks, he'll have to take a, a snag back, and he'll be running home. The tempo will be the key for him. Easy Doozy's a good horse, and Lisa Ladder, well, she's been as, as, as big of a superstar trainer over the last uh, calendar year as anyone but really. Yeah, she had a great year, didn't she? He's a doozy added to that with that uh, win at Trentham, and he got the prize at Rickerton as well, didn't he? So, uh, look, he's he's a good horse, as you say. I just probably prefer him with uh, a couple of runs under his belt. Absolutely. We'll look for him a little bit later on in the season, I think. Um, Goss Spodden, another one that uh, is a bit of a slashing run, to be fair, up at your place in the Foxbridge. Yeah, he probably wants rain, though, and it doesn't look like it. It looks mm-hmm. like a beautiful uh, Hawke's Bay weekend in store. And Spring Tide would probably go into that category. Yeah, he's got the draw, though. You'll get the soft run. Uh, John Barry doesn't have to travel them. They do all their work uh, here at Hastings. Uh, that's an advantage. Uh, but he's gone a big race in this race. Was it two years ago or last year, Spring Tide? Uh, I think he was second last year, to be honest, behind Dark mm. Duck Destroyer. Mm. It was a, you're right. It was a massive... He, he's, a, he's a funny old horse, really. But he's back again for another year, the Darcy Brahman. Now, sharp and smart. We'll do it this way. If you had to declare a distance he would win a Group 1 at this preparation, what distance would you declare? 2,400 metres. He's going to win the Caulfield Cup, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know that he'll go there. He might go to the Cox Plate. He could win at 2,040. He's just... He, 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 look, good stayers can win sprint races. He can win tomorrow. Make no mistake about that. He can win. He's not there to uh, make up the numbers. He's not there to get fit for another race. He is ready to run a big race. The tempo will be the key. But in my opinion, he's as good as there is in the race, and he can win the race. Yeah, okay. That's that's really, really good to hear, Butch. I, I, I'll take your word for that, absolutely, because I think some people would look, oh, he's a stay fresh up. Yeah, he might give a bit of cheek, but really, what's he there for? But well, we'll listen to what you just said there. Hey, Piers, an interesting one. So was Excellent, uh, remember? Excellent wasn't a 1,400-metre horse. Yeah, and what was he? A megastar. Yes, that's right. Mm, and he who, is and did, a megastar. <laughs> and do you know what? No one would probably be shocked if, um, if T. Lee was calling Sharp and Smart a megastar in some stage uh, over the next wee while either. Hey, Pierre's a, Pierre was another slashing run, I guess, eventually once he wound up. He just kind of got flushed quite wide, didn't he? Now, I don't know. I don't know. $15 and $4.20. I can't make my mind up if it's overs, if it's unders, or if it's on the mark. I don't know. The horse is just confusing me. Yeah, the real peer, if the real peer stands up, then he's going to be uh, really competitive. He gets the good barrier draw. It's a little gear change uh, for him as well. So uh, you, you probably need to have him in your thinking. Lark Creek, I thought, was going to be the bet, and especially once it, it got dry, or it looked like it was going to be dry, I was happy to, to play it. The draw wasn't ideal, and it kind of bummed me out for a bit. But then I thought about it. If there's enough pressure in the race... Maybe she's a better horse swooping in with one good run at them. And if there's a three-wide train and Grilsey can just stoke her up and let her go on a really good track, I don't think we probably saw her best last year. She's still a... I mean, we were calling her La Freak for a reason, weren't we, Butch? 
We saw her best one day last year, and I think that was at Matamata uh, when she absolutely destroyed them in that relocated uh, Arrowfield stud plate, the mile race. And uh, look, she'll get a track tomorrow that'll suit her. She's right out of the top drawer as La Creek. Uh, she should have won our derby as a three-year-old. And uh, yeah, the draw probably not uh, absolutely ideal, but uh, she's awfully competitive tomorrow. Yeah, no, that's a good point. She was she was very good at her home track, wasn't she? Hey, Belle Claire, I, I can't wait to see her over the mile, but I wouldn't be shocked if she put in another massive run. Yeah, I th- she was big, wasn't she, uh, in the in the Foxbridge? Uh, 1,400 better than 12, you would think, but yeah, I reckon the mile's the trick with her. Aromatic will probably look for more distance. Yeah, she'll be very competitive come uh, the Livermore, uh, I would think, at 2,000 metres, particularly if there's a shower of rain around. She was a massive improver last prep, though. Malt times not quite put it together at this sort of level, but she's talented. Yeah, she is. Uh, 1,400 metres uh, first up. Uh, look, I, I'd be looking elsewhere tomorrow, but I suppose uh, she does have plenty of ability. Do you have any issue with the draw for Legato? Can you see her getting in traffic problems or you don't care? No, I don't care. I think uh, she's uh, up there with the best of them. She's won an Australian Guineas, uh, which is very, very hard to do for a New Zealand horse. Uh, she was phenomenal in winning the Group 1 at Rickerton against her own age and sex. It is a big ask for these fillies to step up into open company. You know, they've been playing, if you like, uh, what, first uh, 11 uh, hockey, and now they go and play against uh, the big girls uh, and the big boys as well. But she is very, very good. Uh, she wears the uh, Cancer Society colours tomorrow. We saw Kawi carry them to success uh, for Alan Sharrick and Leith Innes in this race. It's a special day for Hawke's Bay Racing with their support of the Cancer Society and uh, hats off to uh, the connections, Philip Brown and those associated uh, with uh, the uh, Team Legato for allowing those colours to be worn because I think it's five fatties up for grabs if she can uh, salute the TAB, chuck in five to the cause. So there'll be plenty wishing her well just on the fact she's wearing those colours. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Pennyworker Lickety Split skew with uh, all fillies resuming in their four-year-old career as well, but all three very different prospects. Pennyworker will probably want more ground. Lickety Split, not too sure. Not too sure about Lickety Split uh, tomorrow, but skew with she from Barrier 4 after that big Foxbridge run and training on should be um, right there, do you think? Yeah, she nearly pulled off the dream result for the Waikato Stud team in the Foxbridge uh, by uh, by uh, getting their sponsorship money back. Not quite. Uh, look, she's really good. She's got a few tricks, though. Uh, the barriers, uh, the, the real uh, issue with her, but she was good in the Foxbridge. She jumped out on terms and put herself in the race. Probably got there a little soon, but I don't think it was Opie's fault. She just got exposed, and uh, then Dragon Leap was able to get her uh, over the top of her. She can find some cover and be uh, cuddled up till the last couple of hundred. No reason why she can't be awfully competitive. And then Marley Stone finishes again. Another good barrier. Good to see Troy Harris riding. Yeah, great to see Troy Harris riding. One of our, uh, our very best struggles with his weight. And let's just hope that he can get that under control and be a force uh, through the summer. Because if, uh, if he is, he adds an enormous amount to the riding ranks. All right, Butch, we have taken enough of your uh, time, and I, I told you you can time sheet, Smithy, but I don't know if we will pay you. So with that in mind, I'll let you crack <laughs> on to your weekend. So good to catch up, man. Enjoy it. Yeah, I suppose if I better put the um, put the head on the block. We'll go uh, Legato, Sharp and Smart, and I reckon Brando might run a big race at odds.
Oh, wowee, there you go. And, of course, good luck to you and the to- Team Tokyo Tycoon. Uh, massive weekend for Cam George as well. Actually, a huge weekend for Cam George, if you think about it. So uh, good luck, Butch, and uh, hopefully you have a, a really fun weekend. Yeah, good on you, Louie. Happy to help out. There you go. Butch Castles, we'll be back to wrap up the hour after this.